Hi there, and welcome to episode five of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. I'm James Brown, the co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, and shamefully, sadly, pathetically, and rather boringly, I'm joined, of course, by my co-founder, Alex Connor. What's cooking? I'm just going to uh, just gloss over that, Alex, and pretend you didn't say it because I'm starting to get irked by your hellos. How are you doing? You all right? Very well, actually. Thank you, James. Yeah, it's been um, two weeks post-COVID infection, so I'm feeling less fatigued. You can smell well, about half of things. That, 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 I mean, that's, that's good. Did that sound sincere enough? Uh, <laughs> no, you don't. I know. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Um, okay, so uh, thank you for joining us. As usual, our podcasts are pretty much a tragedy in three parts. We choose the theme. So last week we talked about working memory. Just about remembered that the second before I said it. And this week we're talking. This week we're talking about a different facet of the the the. the the loss of executive function, those higher thinking skills that most people have, that we have in ADHD. And it's a thing that lots of people with ADHD struggle with. And it's the grand sounding time blindness. So the three parts that make up this tragedy are some evidence-based psychoeducation. So that's, that's Alex and uh, myself telling you about some information around what's happening in the brain, why time blindness might occur, things that might have an impact on it. Then we'll move on to some personal reflections, which this week are incredibly painful for me because it's been a tough week for time blindness. Um, luckily, we'll luckily, it's hilarious for me. Brilliant. I'm so, I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Alex. Um, and then finally, we'll finish off with some some top tips, but we'll also have the the, the recurring sector of what's James forgotten this week. So to start, to, <laughs> to start us off, Alex, what is time blindness? I really like the name time blindness. It's a Doctor Who title for sure. But the answer to what it is, is it isn't just one thing even more annoyingly, and I think this is familiar to loads of aspects of ADHD, the manifestation of, of the symptom can lead to very different behaviours depending on who you're talking about, which person has the ADHD. And that's often the case with, oh, we know this is a symptom of ADHD and how it manifests is completely the opposite in two different people. So that's hard. So in a nutshell, time blindness is, it's a weakness in how time is perceived by the ADHD brain or any brain, but in us, it's a bit rubbish. So that can include how long something takes to do or how long we think it takes to do mm. or will. It can be how long something lasts in, when we're observing it or how long it takes us to get to a place. So the, that, those are the symptoms. The manifestations of that could be your time blindness in ADHD could mean you're always late. Or it could be like me that you are always and pathologically way too early to avoid being late because I don't want to upset someone or because I'm embarrassed and when I'm horrendously late and I forget things. Same here. It's really common. It can also lead to poor estimates of how long a job will take and that leads to over-promising, which I've never met an adult with ADHD that doesn't sometimes <laughs> have that horrible, oh, I've over-promised again. I thought I'd be a person that can do that in the future or in this case, have time to do that. Days, weeks, months, this can be meaningless, as in I can do that in a month. It's almost literally meaningless to a lot of adults with ADHD. So yeah. the inability to perceive time as well seems to be one of the factors of ADHD. You'll compare it to hyperactivity, which often declines. Time blindness seems to remain as ADHD children become the fantastic ADHD adults. 
there's loads of studies out there, and the science, James. I know you've read them as well as I do. I know James. Everybody pretends not to know. Evaluation of time blindness seems that adults don't just have difficulty with it. estimating time. They may feel that time is passing really slowly or really fast, or yeah. they can't do some complete tasks accurately. And go on, go on. Well, well that can often be task related, can't it? Because one of the things that's quite common is that. If you have to complete a task and it's a task that's not going to give you that that instant immediate reward which makes you want to do it, then your perception of how long time is passing while you're trying to do that task can be completely off. It's such a good point. And actually, there's some really a science, which is a small, it's just, it was a small cohort, but they showed pictures, just pictures to um, adults with ADHD and then ordinary people. And they asked them, which picture did I hold up for the longest? And we're bad at that. We're bad at going, oh, I think the uh, picture A of a horse and picture B of a chair. I think, I, I just, we don't, I don't know which one it was. For me, it would be, for ADHD people, it would be which the one that held my interest the longest. I felt that was short and the one, whereas ordinary people were much better at saying objectively, oh, it was, it was B or A. And it, here's the amazing thing, which is based on what exactly what you just said, James. If the picture had an emotional response to the observer, to the person, not only was it what did it change, but actually the adults with ADHD were better at estimating how long the time was than the ordinary people, which suggests exactly what you're saying, doesn't it? That yeah. we need an emotional reason for doing this, like with all blooming ADHD effects. What that suggests to me is, and I know again we use dopamine as, as a as a shorthand for the for the deficits we have in ADHD. But what that suggests is that that emotional response or connection or reward is going to possibly be affecting the way in which those chemicals in the brain, which are dysregulated in ADHD, work, and that that may temporarily, ironically improve our perception of time because the areas where they're not working normally are suddenly getting a little bit of extra activity. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. I think it, in the same way that we're always banging on that ADHD isn't a deficit of attention, it's an inability mm -hmm. to what we pay attention to. I think it's similar here, that time blindness affects us because in normal cultural life, you have to know how long boring stuff takes. But but actually, we, we'd be much better if it was emotional stuff we had to plan time of but yeah but remembering you've got to get there for nine o'clock and this thing takes five minutes that i don't want to do anyway it's very difficult for us and that, really that's what we mean when we say time blindness what, what i find interesting is it it is difficult for us but we can spot it in other people so so i'm going to give this is this is a personal reflection and we do move on to that later on but this is a specific example of how one individual's inability um, to perceive time when they've got ADHD can be compensated by another. So I told Alex uh, once a story about how I had booked myself in um, to have a haircut and we were having a meeting with somebody, I think it was about an hour and a half later or something. And of course, I ended up being massively late and I messaged him and he just replied saying, you know, at what point did you think you were actually going to make it to that meeting when you booked that haircut? So it was obvious to you when you looked at the fact of when I'd booked it and when the meeting was, but to me, not at all. I was definitely going to just go get my haircut, jump in the car, get home and make the meeting. It didn't even cross my mind that that would not be chronologically or temporally possible. I'd even written in my diary, James won't be here. <laughs> and actually, this leads to my top tip for later, which is really interesting. So, so what I do about the fact, how to deal with the fact that I 
I struggle with time is, is my top tip for, for what I do. I'm looking forward to hearing that. I think before we move on to the, the second section, when we talk about personal reflections, I want to ask your opinion on, on something which has been reported in the scientific literature, but which I personally, anecdotally, haven't found works with me. And that is that um, treatment with the, the typical ADHD medications can normalize perception of time. Now, obviously, again, there's this big asterisk that the individuals with ADHD, we're not all the same. We're not a homogenous group of people who all present with exactly the same behavior traits and coexisting conditions. Some of us have better working memory than others. Some of us have better executive function than others. But I did find it interesting when I read that, that treatments um, largely, again, which will correct dopamine levels in the brain, can normalize time perception in ADHD. And for me, now I'm a, a medicated and better managed adult with ADHD, my time management is just as bad. My time blindness, I, I literally cannot look at what I'm doing until the night before in my diary, because if it's three days in advance, as you said, that's meaningless. I don't know what that means. I, I think I think the answer is that there are different facets of time blindness that we, we yeah. the medicine will help with and the medicine won't help with. I don't think it will help with that four days from now, because in a way that isn't really time blindness, rather it's the inability to plan things or to, to, to commit to planning things. Whereas yeah. what I have noticed with mine, anecdotal everybody, not evident, is that is that I can I don't get as cripplingly bored in just a five minute talk by someone if I'm medicated and therefore the time doesn't seem to be forever in a day. Is there, is there a crossover there? Though? That's, there's, there clearly is an element of time perception there because it feels like time is moving slowly. But is there also an element of, of focus there that you're more able to pay attention and therefore mo emotionally connect? I mean, again, I'm not sure what the literature says about this because I don't think anybody specifically looked at those facets when somebody is treated. I gave a bad example of time blindness because I, as I'm going to tell you about my personal reflection, clearly now I'm medicated, cannot you know, literally cannot work out how long something is going to take and where I need to be somewhere. And I'm still pathologically early everywhere. And again, this is a personal anecdotal story. And it may be for you once you get treated or if you're treated that you're far more able to to perceive time as a concept and manage time than than I. But for me, it's it's not helped at all. I'm going to spend this week finding out. I'm going to try and pay attention to it because I don't think I've been looking, frankly. That's a good that's that's a good idea. And if we can remember to, let's see if we can get you to report back <laughs> next week. Okay, everybody. Yeah. That, that's the end of part one. We're going to move on in part two to talk about some of our personal reflections of, of living with time blindness. Welcome back to episode five of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. And in this episode, we're talking about time blindness. In part two, we tend to talk about our personal reflections, what it's like to live with time blindness. So, Alex, have you got any stories you'd like to share? No, thanks, James. Okay, cheers. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was just very serious. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I th so, the thing about time blindness before and after ADHD diagnosis was it just surprised me. I don't think I'd ever really heard about it as a concept. Mm. I love that it's got a name. But I always knew I was crap at it, crap at guessing times, crap at planning things, crap at remembering stuff. I didn't realise it was part of a disorder, and I certainly didn't think I had that. I thought I just wasn't concentrating properly. And, I, and again, I thought I wasn't a real boy. It's my Pinocchio syndrome. 
You know, and now I know it is. It's really, really prevalent. I remember reading about Albert Einstein trying to explain what time relativity was. Please don't leave us. It's, well, it's not <laughs> he said something listen, like... Our, our, listeners just went, our listeners just went down from 10 to 5. Uh, when he said <laughs> yeah. But those five are very excited about this story. <laughs> Einstein said something like, an, an hour with a, with a beautiful lady feels shorter than a second with your finger stuck on a hot stove, and that's relativity, he said. And life has always been like that for me, of, of feeling real pain in, in just five-minute things. But it's not a hot stove for me. It's literally any activity I'm not interested in. And instead of an hour with a beautiful lady, it's, it's an hour with, with your mum, James. <laughs> <laughs> My mum's the saint, Alex, I'll have you know. And she's also <laughs> And she's also physically stronger than you, so... Yeah, that if doesn't narrow it down. Many, if, many if people are. And, and that's, the key, that's, that's the key to my, my yeah. timeline. It's, it's everything seems to take ages if I'm not fully interested. And that is physically painful, like sitting in an audience, being a spectator, doing anything. I, I just yeah. time, doom, 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 even a minute drags, whereas sometimes two hours goes flying by when I'm researching, you know, Tudor monarchs in order when I'm supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> is that is that something you've t- tell us about yours? Then? Is it the same for you? Oh, exactly. Yeah, I'm always re- re- sorry. Re- what was that? Re- 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 I've completely lost my train of thought. You've lost. I me. love this. What we're researching, researching Tudor. What was that? Tudor monarch behavior. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, You're yeah. not interested no. in 16th century geopolitics, James. I can't really be friends oh, with that's... you. Anymore. That's that's more of a hobby than than a than a, than a vocation for me, Al. Um, my so, so my my time blindness is in many ways manifest. Um, I am pathologically early for everything. This causes problems in my relationship because my wife, God bless her, likes to take her time to do things. So the one time I can guarantee you one hundred percent dollars to donuts, bet my nads on it. We are going to argue is when we fly somewhere. Because I will want to get up and get to the airport two hours before that flight leaves because I am so scared, so anxious we're going to miss a flight, which, of course, we've done several times. Me too. And we'll get, it's, I think it's, we should have an ADHD miles card for the different airlines that we've managed to miss, miss flights on. I'm sure it should be we should some have, kind of I've been, I've been so early. I was once in the, the lounge of an airport. I was there so early that it wasn't open and they wouldn't let me in. You can't be there for four hours. <laughs> but that's that that to me is perfect i'd rather get there and sit down and be and be comfortable whereas my wife that, will be slowly putting you know skin lotion on and, mm-hmm. and looking at me as i'm shaking with rage looking at her and looking at my watch saying uh, can we go now my anxiety then makes her anxious and then her anxiety makes me anxious so it's just it's awful it's awful it's i feel awful. sick just thinking about that yeah. honestly it's horrible so that's one way in which it manifests but the personal reflection i really want to talk about is my horror story from this week and i'm not going to go through the whole story but the whole story started largely because of time blindness so i had the opportunity to travel down to london to speak to some politicians and i normally dress like a tramp so i needed to be smartly dressed and make sure i got everything with me and i thought i'd prepared properly but as it turns out and we will talk about this in my what is james forgotten or lost this week later on um it turns out that i didn't bring my suit trousers to work with me <laughs> no so i was i was lit, you know dressed like stepped up in a hoodie and jeans and the same adidas trainers i've got on today but the time blindness element is I didn't think to check that I'd got my suit and that it's still fitted because I haven't worn it for two years until 35 minutes before my train left. 
I, and, and two hours before my train left, I actually did kind of think, right, I'll go and get a suit in a bit. But that hour and, that hour and a half went like that. And I was chatting to people and doing a bit of work, thinking I've got ages, I've got ages. Oh, I've got 30, 35 minutes. Then when I discovered that I didn't have the trousers, a whole awful melee of trying to get hold of a suit, which finally I managed to successfully do whilst losing my wife's bank card in a shop. It's all on Instagram if you want to listen to the awful video. And then all the emotional self-chastisement and then having to go and speak to these politicians in a messed up state all came from time blindness. It all came from me literally having no idea what would be a reasonable time for me to try my suit on make sure i've got it and get to the train station i was just so unaware of time passing that all of a sudden it was oh half an hour leaving better better get my suit on and of course i only had half of it it's so interesting i i i don't think i figured realized when you told me a that you were just not wearing trousers in the story i assumed you were in your pants <laughs> and b that it's all because of that time blindness of if you'd have yep. just prepared two hours before but that's yep. we've got adhd we can't and no i know i know well, no but, but like you said but there are we're going to give people tips which clearly yep. i can't apply to myself which can help us with time blindness but if i just well we'll talk about it later. if i just set a reminder as a basic thing maybe that would have helped me but i, I didn't think i'd need to one of the issues that complicates Every episode, every issue we talk about in every episode is adults with ADHD have poor metacognition. And what that means is we're bad at thinking about thinking. So we don't know how good or bad we are at doing things. If you ask an adult with ADHD how good or bad their working memory is, how good or bad their ability to do certain mental tasks is, you're likely to get a slightly inaccurate answer because actually we're not very, Yeah, absolutely. We're not good at thinking about how we think and therefore... I, for some reason, just thought it wouldn't be a problem. I didn't think, you always get this wrong, James. Like, you know, belt and braces, I thought I'd, 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 well, we'll talk about that later because it's part of the game. But yes, it, it caused Literally me. belt and braces. Yeah, it, it absolutely, it was just one of the worst days of my post-ADHD life. And my poor, long-suffering wife um, had to put up with me being an absolute twat for the whole train journey, not speaking to her, but writing a series of tweets about what had happened because I thought that was more important. Uh, it was it was it was horrible, Alex. It was horrible, and it all stemmed from time blindness. It does. And last Saturday, I was with my running group, which will annoy you, I know. Um, yeah, and we'd all agreed to wear the same T-shirts for reasons. That, and, and it also annoys me. Yeah, I yeah. only looked for my ten minutes before I had to leave the house. Couldn't find it, and so I let everyone down in the group photo. And it, the shape, like self-loathing and shape, wasn't important, but yeah. like, the massive emotional reaction to it of I just yeah. felt. Such self hatred. It was a t shirt, yeah. it didn't matter, but it mattered to I me. Th I think most of us will recognize that. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that, Alex. Um, before we move on to the final part of the show, we're gonna we're gonna play our definitely going to be repeated every week regularly. You remembered something. Which it which is called What Did J James Forget or Lose This Week? And it's based around the fact that I have literally zero working memory. So the way in which the game works is that I give Alex three options and he has to guess which one is correct. Um, and he gets a score. Um, he scored north last week. He didn't manage to guess what I'd lost or um, uh, forgotten. So you've got three options, and they're all trouser-related, Alex, because clearly I did lose my trousers. But what I want you to try and guess is what actually happened to the trousers. So you've got three options. Option A is I just left them at home. Option B is I'd left them in the car. They'd fallen off the hanger, couldn't find them. And option C is, I have no fucking idea. 
<laughs> I said definitely see. No question about it. But because... <laughs> yeah, they're still gone. And the reason I know this is because there's probably there's still a cup of tea in your house somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No. Ago. So it's probably you know, an extra pair of trousers, isn't it? As as funny as it is for you to be correct, and as much as it devastates me to give you a point, you are correct. I've got no idea. <laughs> Listen, it, it's possible that when I was moving my coat from the car to the office, they fell onto the floor somewhere, but I retraced my steps and nobody's handed them in. So my trousers have disappeared, Alex. <laughs> and on that bombshell... This sounds more like an alibi than... <laughs> You're on than it. Than a story, yeah. <laughs> You're on it. Uh, and on that bombshell... But that does that is objective uh, invisibility, isn't it? As well, no, it, it is. Yeah, it, it is, and we will do an episode on that soon. So on, on oh, that, oh yeah, great show, idea. Maybe the next we'll one. Take, we'll, we'll take a short break and we'll come back with our with our top tips and recommendations. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the final part, thankfully, I'm sure you're all saying, of episode five of the ADHD Adult UK podcast on time blindness. And the final part is always our top tips. So um, ping pong ball head with glasses, Dr. Alex Connor, what mm -hmm. are your top tips? I've got one, really, and it is, it is a tip I use to essentially know the difference between when my disorder is making me be an arsehole to people that's a bit of a harsh truth but it isn't an excuse i'm this is a personal reflection i'm not telling people what to think but i am aware that some elements of adhd can lead to antisocial behavior in relationships and at work and i don't like that very much and that, but it's hard it's hard to do because it's it is a it is an executive function disorder we don't want to be like this so what i do is i i line a motivation, emotional motivational reward with the consequences of being late or the lack of them. And what I mean by that is I try not to be late by caring about how somebody will feel if I am or what that will feel like if I'm not even better because it's positive. And my it's best knowing, not being late. Go on. We're just saying, knowing that you have kind of borderline psychopathic traits, yeah. are you saying that you have to pretend to care about something or somehow generate an emotional uh, attachment? <laughs> well, I, I do. I we all know that I have emotional difficulties with emotional empathy. I'm not very emotionally empathic, but I I do right. care what people that I care about think and feel right. in the broader. So and and uh, you know being validated is a good part of that. Yeah. Okay. So my best way of not being late. This is the top tip. And the first bit I appreciate is obvious and stupid, but I'm I'm always early. And when you say pathologically early, I consider that a strength, James. Genuinely. Mm -hmm. The problem, of course, is it's easy to say I'm going to be early. It's not necessarily easy to do if you've got ADHD. My secret to being early, to make being early not physically painful, is that I have a list, a constant little selection of mini tasks that I can do in periods when I'm early for something. This can be anything. It's up to you. I changing your energy supply or doing the homework if you're doing an evening class and you've got a bit of homework to do for it or filling in a one tax return or any, you know, thing you've got to do with your bank that works with me because it's the classic adhd task sandwich i get two things for the price of one by being early i'm not upsetting people and then i get to do a shitty little task i don't want my brain doesn't want to do or rather i want wants to do it but can't and therefore i get the emotional reward for for winning at what i call winning at jobs it's jobs <laughs> everything's jobs if, in ADHD, like, oh, I just want to play and everything's jobs. And if I do two when I should be only getting the prize for one, I'm winning at jobs and I get an emotional reward for that. 
What about you, James? What's your top tip? Okay, so I'm my top tip is related very tangentially to the product recommendation, which I'll do afterwards. But my top tip would have genuinely helped me this week with the trouser debacle, and that is most of us are now tech-savvy enough to have a smartphone, maybe even a smartwatch or a, a computer and or a smart speaker in our house. Just use it. You can set alarms and reminders and send yourself an invite in your calendar so you get any number of reminders that you need to start doing something now. So, so for example, applying this to this week's fucking trouser debacle, if I had set a reminder on my phone that said, at two o'clock, your train leaves in two hours, try your suit on, I would have probably ignored it. But if I'd have set another reminder 15 minutes later saying, you ignored the last reminder, go and try your suit on, at that point, I may have gone, actually, uh, past James has got a point. I'm going to go and try my trousers on so future James doesn't look like an idiot. So use technology to your advantage. I know not everybody has money to, to afford all of these things, but you can get a smart speaker now for you know 20 quid. Um, and you, most smartphones have the capacity to send you an alert or a reminder when you've got to do something. So use that to make up for your deficit. It's not going to improve your time blindness but it is going to give you a framework in which you're not going to hate yourself for doing, for, for being late or for missing things or for, for not trying your trousers on half an hour before you go on a train. Is there an app? Is there an app where I could just press a button and say, write me a to-do list that isn't that that, is, that doesn't just record my voice that translates that into? Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. So, I've, yeah, so I my access to work um, uh, assessment included sp a specific dictation software which can do multiple things. There are, actually, we'll do an episode on on apps and technical technical support for ADHD. There is, that. we've got a list on our website, by the way, under resources, which is ever growing. But there are loads of apps to support the various elements in terms of of, of prioritizing, in terms of a to do list, in terms of dictating, in terms of turning text to speech, so you don't have to read something which might make it more easy to consume. There are loads of apps. So we, we will do an episode on that. And that leads me to my product recommendation. And this, if anything, is related to last week's episode. Because of my poor working memory, I obviously lose a lot of stuff. And my product recommendation this week is to use one of the various devices. There are lots of different providers. Tile are one. Apple do AirTags, which you can attach to important items so you can find them wherever they are. Now, the specific product, and, and, and the reason I'm doing this, I'll explain it, that I'm going to recommend is Apple AirTags. They're not cheap. So obviously, you know, they're not for everybody, but you can get one AirTag for about 30 quid if your keys are the most important thing that you lose often. You can attach it to your keys. And the value of getting an Apple AirTag over um, most of the Bluetooth trackers is that it actually uses the Apple network to GPS locate the thing that you've lost. So actually, if you lose your keys or your wallet in the train station and then go home, you won't be able to find it using Bluetooth. It might say the last location it was found at was, and therefore you can go back there. But if someone picks it up and it moves, then you won't find it. Whereas with an Apple AirTag, it will actually point on a map and say, this is where that thing you lost is, you idiot. Oh, that's amazing. Um, so without having to have GPS of its own. Exactly. And, exactly. Smart. And what, 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 I've, what I've actually purchased this week, because I, I need a new wallet anyway, uh, impulse purchase, Alex, as you always like to point out, yeah. is a wallet that has a little uh, pouch in it for an Apple AirTag. So you can specifically, without having it make your app, your wallet bold, I can now, when I lose my wallet, which happens all the fucking time, I can just look on my phone and find where my wallet is. So that's this week's product. Two questions. Do you have yes. to have an iPhone to use an Apple iTag or? 
I think you do. do I, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think you do because it uses the Apple the Apple network. It, or if and not, it will certainly work question, better. Yeah, because I have the Aldi version, which are like eight quid mm -hmm. that, that don't do that. Yeah. The second question isn't for you, James. It's for anyone who's listening. Does anyone know of a generic one that would work with Android phones or Apple iPhones that does that? Can if you leave it, you know, four miles away, we'll ping you. Does anybody know of any generic product? Because we would love to hear from you on any of our socials. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That's a really and we'll, good. And we'll share that if you if you let us know, we'll share that in a post. You know, and obviously not give you credit for it. We'll completely claim the credit for ourselves. No, we'll give you credit, obviously, if, if you send that with us. Um, so that's pro product recommendation for the week. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I enjoyed this time blindness one, did you? It, it seemed to go very really quickly, good. Al. Yeah, yeah, would you? <laughs> that's a that's very good. <laughs> right, so that was episode five of the ADHD Adult UK podcast, and it was about the executive dysfunction that is time blindness that adults with ADHD face. If you want to get in touch or give us any feedback, please be kind, or anything at all, <laughs> you can contact us on ADHD Adult UK at, on all the social media things, Instagram and Twitter and Facebooks and those kinds of things. You can read about time blindness on our online magazine, which is Focus UK. No, it's not. No, it's not. It. Again, it's focusmag.uk, and there's a specific one on time blindness, but there's lots of other stories increasing every week as well, and some new reflections from some of our other contributors. So thank you for listening. Again, we really appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. See you guys.